Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello, my name is Raquel Derevo and I'm a Senior Communications Officer at NHS Employers. I'm here today with Stephen Weeks, our Policy Manager for Staff Engagement, and he's going to talk about the latest staff survey results. So Stephen, the results have been out for a few weeks now. What are the main themes from the National Survey? Thanks very much, Raquel. Um, I think the main theme is that the service, as we all know, is under a lot of pressure, and that's reflected in the staff survey results. These results are from the period September to November 2014, although they've only just been published in, in February 2015. And they show, unfortunately, that we've moved from having predominantly positive results, results that are improving, to results overall uh, are negative, though many of the shifts are quite small. Um, if we look at uh, in a bit more detail some of the shifts that are a bit more significant, there was a, a fall, unfortunately, in the willingness to recommend the NHS as a place to work from 58% to 56%. And there was also a rise, which um, won't be a surprise um, to, to people in the service, in work pressure uh, up from uh, 3.06 to 3.09. Um, rather than comment individually on a lot of uh, the numbers, I'm going I'm to concentrate on the, on the themes. The, the overall um, purpose of the survey is to measure how staff are feeling about staff experience. And this shows that uh, many staff are feeling under quite a lot of pressure at work and that some of the progress that we've made in areas such as staff engagement and health and wellbeing has come under a bit of pressure. Thanks, Stephen. You've touched on staff engagement and health and wellbeing as being under a bit of pressure. What does the survey tell us about these areas? If we look first at um, health and wellbeing, it's quite a mixed picture. Some of the um, areas that reflect individual staff's feelings about their health and well-being um, have worsened. There's been an increase, as I said, in work-related pressure. Unfortunately, there's also been an increase in people feeling that they should attend when, when unwell. And a major concern, there's been an increase in the levels of reported bullying and harassment between staff and by, um, by staff and managers. On the other hand, there have been some improvements. There, um, and there's been sorry, and there's been a rise in work-related stress. On the other hand, there's been some improvements. Small, there's been a small fall in the level of um, reported level of physical violence, perhaps reflecting action that's been taken in that area, and the uh, confidence in the uh, willingness of employers to take action on health and well-being has remained stable. Um, people are more positive about their um, immediate line managers' support around health and well-being than they are about the organisation as a whole. So obviously there's a lot to do uh, in those areas. There's not a lot of positive work going on, but we're obviously facing big, um, big pressures. And the area that's highlighted significantly is the unacceptable level of bullying and harassment. Okay. On staff engagement, uh, which is the area I, I specialise in within NHS employers, the overall staff engagement score is derived from the scores um, for a range of different questions in the staff survey. There's some questions that deal with staff satisfaction and motivation, some that deal with involvement, and the one that I'd already referred to that deals with willingness to recommend the service. The overall staff engagement score that rounds up all the individual scores actually fell slightly from 3.71 to 3.70, so on a five-point scale. This is the first fall we've had in, in four years of progress. It's primarily due 
to the worsening of um, the scores on job satisfaction and motivation. Um, we think that's connected to the increase in work pressure. The scores on involvement actually did improve uh, in a number of areas and people are, are confident that they can put forward, if they're increasingly confident, that they can put forward suggestions for improvement. That has to be said, they're more confident about doing that in their ward or unit than they are in the organisation as a whole. And then there was this fall in the willingness to recommend the NHS as an employer. Primarily, we think that's due to the increase in work pressure. There is a question in pay on the staff survey, uh, but that's not directly included within the staff engagement calculation, but it may have spilled over into general feeling of, un of unhappiness. This is not a, a commentary on the individual work by lots of individual organisations. Many organisations managed to improve their results um, despite this wider picture, but overall we did see a, a challenging picture and it's clear we're going to need to do more work in, in this area. Two other areas um, which are linked to work NHS employers is planning to do. The staff survey included a revised question on raising concerns about whether people were confident in raising concerns. Though the, the majority of staff, around um, just over two thirds, were confident they could raise a concern about um, uh, clinical practice, there was a substantial minority who felt they, they couldn't, and obviously there's a lot more work to do there. And I've referred to the um, issue around a growth in unhappiness on pay, and there's also been an issue identified about um, potentially different experience of black and minority ethnic um, staff within the survey co um, compared to the wider population and more work is going to be undertaken in that area as well. Thanks Stephen for highlighting some of the survey findings. What do you think organisations should do with these results and how should they go about tackling some of the issues? Obviously it's not a one-off to deal with the staff survey results um, in isolation. There's a number of issues that need to be tackled to look at the staff experience as a whole. Clearly there's a much wider debate about what we do about staffing levels and work pressure in the service and how we can tackle the growing demands on the service. But in terms of the uh, in looking at their individual results, this is one set of data alongside other um, sets of data that the organisation should have, particularly any local surveys that they do themselves on issues they've previously identified. And in addition, the quarterly survey that they do as part of the requirements for the staff, friends and family tests, which are staff whether they're willing, uh, willing to recommend and the NHS as, as an employer or a place to be treated. They will also have some data in some areas, for example, around appraisal and training um, directly from ESR and other methods. So they need to take this together and see what it shows about the issues that they can uh, should be focusing on locally. An example of a trust that's recently done this is the Leeds Teaching Hospital Trust, which uh, had had some very challenging results, decided to focus on those which uh, they felt they could make the most progress on, particularly around appraisal and the role of line managers. And uh, and scored some notable improvements in those in those areas that they would still acknowledge that they've got a, a long way to go. Uh, another trust that we work with is Wrightington, Wigan and Lee, which have had a, a focus on in-depth investigation to what the underlying issues are that were leading to some, some challenging results. And over a three-year period, they've very significantly improved their overall staff survey scores. Um, with the help of their survey providers, trusts can already look at year-on-year -year assessment and comparison with benchmarks. Um, although there's nothing wrong with benchmarking, I would discourage an over-focus on competition and encourage a focus on, on what your trust is doing itself and how it can improve its scores. And one uh, factor that is very important is to communicate what you do with the results. Many trusts uh, find the staff are not clear about what happens to the information that they give in the staff survey. So many trusts have developed local newsletters that say, this is what you said, this is what we did. Um, in addition to that, I think it's also important to communicate where you're not able to act on the issues, perhaps because of resource issues, um, to, you know, to almost say, you, you said, and we weren't able to do, do this. And um, 
uh, it also provides a basis for working locally on a partnership basis with your local staff side on agreed uh, issues such as, for example, bullying and harassment, uh, an issue where we've got a common uh, agenda, but it need to, there needs to be wider work. And one area that has been highlighted, where there actually was a small improvement, was in the uh, support from line managers. And we've been doing some work about how we can um, share best practice uh, around how to support line managers in addressing the type of issues that are raised in the staff survey. And finally, people will be aware that the Care Quality Commission does look at the staff survey as a source, um, a source of data. And there are a number of questions in there that relate to quality of patient care, which can be important warning indicators for trusts about potential issues and longer term impact on patient care. Because we know in the long term, staff experience does feed through to patient care. Excellent. Thanks very much, Stephen, for your time today and for summarising the uh, results. Thanks very much. And just to say there's a lot more information about the staff survey results and the uh, work that we're undertaking on our staff, uh, staff engagement web pages. Thanks very much.